It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's the end of the week here on Locked On Magic. Paolo Bancaro on the cover of Slam Magazine. Why the future issue is about the present. Plus, we're going to roll back some things that we discussed on our pod on Thursday with Richard Stamen and how the Boston Celtics remind me of the 2010 Orlando Magic in good ways and bad. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 26th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bancaro on the cover of Slam Magazine. That is really, really cool. What Paolo had to say in his cover story, um, we will talk about. I, I don't know what to say about the big jeans, but we'll, we'll talk about that too, I guess. Uh, and why it continues the messaging from throughout the offseason that the future isn't... In the distance, the future is very much now. We'll get to that. Plus, roll back a conversation, an idea that Richard Stamen brought up that I think is worth exploring a little bit more, and talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference Finals as well. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Lockdown Podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, so the, uh, uh, the Orlando Magic have been a fairly nondescript franchise. There's a big conversation happening in the NBA world about coverage, about how the league, how, how the league's media partners, uh, especially, treat lower market teams now that the Denver Nuggets are in the NBA Finals. Um, there, There's a larger discussion to be had, and the Magic are part of it. I'm not here sitting, saying that the Magic deserve coverage. They haven't earned it. Um, but having said that, the NBA's Rookie of the Year was not on national TV at all, was not part of any part of the national storyline. Um, I could go on my rant about the NBA and the, and the difficulties with how the media cover the league as a whole, as well as how the league itself represents the presents the storylines to the audience. Um, I could go on that rant. I'll save it for the offseason. But when right now, when the Orlando Magic do get some national notice, when the Orlando Magic do get to be front and center, it's kind of a big deal. And so it was awesome to see on uh, on Wednesday, Paolo Bancaro gracing the cover 
I believe it was Tuesday, actually. Um, Paolo Bancaro gracing the cover of Slam Magazine. Yes, he was in those oversized shorts. Um, I, I, I don't know fashion, and I'm not hip, so I don't know what that was about. But the article was very much about Paolo Bancaro and, 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 and his expectation for himself and, and now for his team. Now, us in Orlando, we know these stories. Bancaro has told the story before about how he came out of his debut game, a 27-point outing that set all kinds of records uh, for rookies, put him, in, put him in a class with LeBron James, with Grant Hill, with Oscar Robertson. An incredible debut game that how he wasn't satisfied because the Magic lost. While even his mom was celebrating the game, and, and, and as the Slime Magazine article describes Magic PR staff was celebrating the game. I mean, certainly I remember I left the the watch party that night um, at, at Elixir like saying, okay, we lost. I don't like losing. First game's a crapshoot. I'm feeling pretty good about this guy and feeling pretty good about where this team is at even though they were coming off that loss. Um, but Paolo wasn't having really any of that. He wanted to win. And last time we heard from Paolo, uh, talking basketball at least, was during his Rookie of the Year award ceremony. Uh, when, he, when he received the award, when he talked to the media there, and he said, you know, in that first week since the season ended, he and his teammates were watching all the postseason games, were watching the playoffs, and were texting each other like, we gotta be in there. This, this We will not accept not being in the playoffs next year. That is where the playoff or bust sentiment for this season was born. That's where it comes from. And I say this all the time to you guys. Um, if you're new, uh, I'm going to say it for the first time, then I guess for you. Um, I will take what the coaches say. I will take what the players say. And that will be the standard. I will repeat their phrases because that's the standard they hold themselves to. I want to hold them to that standard too. I take Paolo Bancaro at his word that he and his teammates believe this is playoffs or bust. And whether the team will actually begin aligning the pieces to get there we all see that the net, the clear next evolution for this team, what will be defined as a successful season next year, is the Magic at least making the play-in tournament. I, I, I'm, you know, playoffs, postseason, whatever it is, the Magic need to be playing games after 82. They need to be playing a game 83 next season. Um, that, to me, is success. That is what next season is about. That's the next logical growth for this team. And so Ben Caro, in May, when he did this interview reasserted that. Maybe not going so far as to say playoffs are bust, but saying in so many words that we don't want to sit this out again. We want to be in the playoffs. We believe we are a playoff team. We are going to do everything in our power to get there. That's a big statement. That's a big thing to say. Coming off a 34-win season, coming off a rookie year with such a young team, there's definitely a different energy and vibe, and, and we could feel it, and, and Bancaro, again, asserts that as well. The If you look at the Slam article, and again, Slam's, you know, pre- prestigious, uh, I guess, um, uh, you know, certainly culturally relevant um, uh, item in, in the basketball zeitgeist, the article, or, or the, uh, the, uh, it, the issue is dubbed the future issue. And look, Paolo Bancaro is the Rookie of the Year. He represents the future as much as any player in the league right now. He is being anointed and put into that class of rookie 
that people believe can and will be an all-star one day. And certainly we believe that. The Magic are beginning to build their team around that idea. It's, he is the future. But if you ask Paolo Bancaro, and maybe I'm putting words in his mouth or reading between the lines, or I'm just saying that this is my analysis of watching him, seeing how he reacts, seeing how he plays, he is not the future anymore. He is the present. Whatever future you think exists for Paolo Bancaro, yes, he's going to continue to get better. There are going to be some some big strides in the sophomore year. There's going to be some steps back on occasion. He's a young player, and, and there's still a lot to learn. And so you've got to have that patience. You can't just expect everything all at once, even as you're expecting the team to be better. But Paolo Bancaro does not want to wait. There is no future. It's the present. Success needs to happen in the present. That's the terms. That's what Paolo Bencaro is dictating. I don't want to say dictating. Maybe that's too far, but that is what Paolo Bencaro expects of himself. And since a team goes as far as their star player, that's what he is expecting of this team. Jamal Mosley says all the time that it's time to level up with such a young team They need to level up. They need to get better. They need to grow. They need to understand how to win and what it takes to win more consistently. All of this is part of the equation. But for a player like Bancaro, there is no time to wait. To be among the best, you have to be among the best. And that's clearly where he's setting his sights. And so... As the Magic enter this offseason, we're going to talk some draft draft stuff here in, in the next segment. As we enter the offseason, as we anticipate the Magic will make some changes, will be aggressive in some ways, add some key players, they have to do this all with the eye that there is no more waiting. Like, I'll go ahead and say it. Like I said before, my expectation for the Magic next season is the postseason. In some way, shape, or form, whether that's the playoffs straight out, whether that's qualifying for the play-in, I expect them to play a game 83. And that's clearly the terms that Bancaro was trying to set for his team, and I would bet his teammates are along for that ride. Bancaro is clearly being identified as the future, and, and, and look, that doesn't take a genius to say. But the Magic want to make, but the Magic have to agree with Paolo here and make their future now. We're going to reset a conversation that we had with Richard Stamen uh, 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 at Mavs Draft uh, yesterday. Go check that episode out. It's a little bit. It's a longer episode. It's a fifty-minute episode, but definitely go check that out. We're going to chat a little bit more about an idea that he pitched that I kind of like that we haven't really thought about. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Here's the overlay. There it is. I'm getting ready. I'm having a big Friday Friday day, uh, kind of a day off for me. I'll have a, I'll have a post on AllMagicDaily.com up early. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to head down to St. Pete. It's been more than 20 years since I've been to a Tampa Bay Rays game. So I'm really, really excited to go to the Rays game. They're facing the Dodgers, one of the premier teams. The Rays obviously the best team in baseball. And so I had to go find tickets. And finding tickets was not easy, except I had the Game Time app to make it easy. A little bit of a whim, had a little bit of lead time, but but finding tickets to the game, finding tickets in the seat that I want, seeing what my view from those seats will look like, getting almost a 360 view of that seat was, was really, really cool. 
And it was really simple to buy in and honestly even simple to get the tickets on my phone as well. Game time is your place to go to get tickets, whether it's last minute or or at any time. Game time is the place though for last minute ticket deals. You can forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals right up on the day, to the day of the event. You can even get exclusive flash deals. I took advantage of a flash deal as well on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time is going to credit you for 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first order, uh, for your first purchase, excuse me. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, we had a really good, long, I'll admit that, long conversation with Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft of Locked On NBA Big Board on yesterday's show. I would highly recommend, if you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to it. We dive into a lot of issues. Richard is a Magic fan at heart. Um, so, uh, he, uh, among national media especially, he understands some of the issues facing the Magic. Um, we chatted a lot about what about Paolo Bancaro's rookie season, what the Magic need to get out of this draft, what their strategy should be, and then dove into a lot of the prospects. We talked extensively about Cam Whitmore, talked extensively about Taylor Hendricks, Jordan Hawkins, Grady Dick, all the names that you need to know. You can check out those podcasts from last week and earlier this week as well. Um, and, and to get you get you kind of ready for draft prep season. And again, we'll start hearing some names come in. We already know Gigi Jackson's been, been in Orlando. We know that the Magic interviewed the Thompson Twins as well as Brandon Miller at the Combine. Play, we'll, you know, the Magic keep everything super duper duper quiet, um, but we'll 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 begin to find out who's been to Orlando and and who the Magic are thinking about taking. Obviously, I think one of the big questions that that I've been getting, and and one of the big questions that that has been kind of floating around is what are the Magic going to do with their two picks, six and eleven, gives this team tremendous power. Um, we had a long conversation with Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers earlier this week as well about the possibility of the Magic trading up to number three, whether it was to take Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson, um, you know, to help the Blazers kind of get where they want to go, but obviously add a really talented piece to the Magic as well. We chatted about a, a, a deal that's been kind of bandied about, bandied about by some uh, legitimate sources, um, at least specula- speculating, not not like kind of citing that this is in the works, but. The Magic are a team, if you look at any draft site, anyone covering the draft, top five teams to make a deal on draft night, the Magic are a favorite team. Everyone recognizes that maybe they need one more young player, one more bite at the lottery apple to, to go kind of complete this team. And so they see them perhaps going up and trying to get a Scoot Henderson or trying to get or, or adding Brandon Miller to their young crew. Um, I 
have some issues with both of those. I, I think that discounts Markel Fultz a lot. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about him yesterday, but I think that, or two days ago, uh, I think that a lot of people outside Orlando don't understand Markel Fultz uh, like, like we do. And, and again, I think that Fultz has earned an opportunity to see if he can answer some of the bigger, longer-term questions about him. One thing, though, we haven't really talked about. We've talked about trading out to get some veterans, and I'm not opposed to that either. Um, but one thing that we haven't talked about that Richard brought up that I think is worth exploring and discussing a little bit more is the potential for the Magic to trade down from six into that maybe 8-9 range to, to, to get a player there. Now, most of the time you don't think of a team like Orlando trading down. However, I do think that Orlando is among these teams in a weird spot. They do not need a star. You know, again, you get a player who has star capabilities and star potential. You're not complaining if they can hit that. But the Magic are not a team that needs to hit a home run this draft. They don't need to get their superstar. They got him last year. They're not in this draft to take some wild swing and and, and take a big risk. They need a guy that's going to help them contribute. And, and look, I know I said this back in 2019, and we were all shocked when the manager took Chuma Okeke, um, you know, because of the injury. But if he were healthy, that would have been a really good pick. Um, again, it hasn't quite worked out maybe how we all hoped. Injuries have played a big role in, in that. The, this Magic team, though, is set at the top. And so, if you're looking at six, taking... A, you know, a Grady Dick feels like a reach because, yes, we know he's going to be a great shooter, but his upside is very limited. I, I'm sure I will see in the comments. I haven't looked at the comments from yesterday's post as I'm recording this. I usually do it after I record these. Um, there's a lot of Cam Whitmore support among Magic fans. I understand it. I see it. I, I think there is something there. But at the same time, I have a lot of questions. And, you know, Richard obviously has a lot of questions too. So if you're at six and Cam Whitmore's there, or even Asar Thompson is there, those are big swings. And yeah, they could hit. They could be really good players. They could be really, really good players. And if you believe that, you take them. But by the same token, they may not. And their skills do not exactly match up what the Magic need. And again, I'm always in favor of taking best player available. If that's the best player on your board, if that's the player you want, you take him. And you worry about the fit, and you make the fit work later. You, you help him develop into the player that you need him to be. Having said that, if Orlando is really interested in Taylor Hendricks, and there's a team beneath them, like Washington, Indiana's right behind them. I don't think they, they do that. Um, Dallas, even. Oh, I think Dallas would really want Taylor Hendricks. Or Washington, perhaps, would want an Asar Thompson or, uh, or a Cam Whitmore. If there's a, play, if there's a team that is in a bit more of a desperate need for a player with those star qualities, maybe the Magic are able to move down from six and get another asset, whether that's a future draft pick, whether that is a veteran, whether they can swap a, you know, a Chuma OKK or a Bull Bull for a veteran player that can help them in their rotation. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not here to, to predict like, oh, this is what the Magic should do. I'm just presenting it as a possibility. And, and obviously, when you're in the draft, you have three options. Draft, trade, you know, pass, <laughs> I guess. Um, and Orlando, at this point, has the ability to do anything. They could trade out of the draft. 
They could package those two picks, get a veteran, and be set. They could. They could keep a pick. They could keep where they're at at 11 and take whatever's left of Hawkins or Dick. And and Dick looks like he might be available at 11. I'm still skeptical of that. Um, But if you're getting a Hawkins or Dick, I mean, we said it on the podcast yesterday. If the Magic exit the draft with one of Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins, they've probably done a good job. They've probably done what they've needed to do. Um, Again, my goal for draft night, no matter what, get a shooter. Uh, I don't care if it's by trade. I don't care if it's a draft. Get a shooter. You want quality shooting on this team. That's that's the biggest thing that this team needs. I'm honestly willing to say no to Asar Thompson. I'm certainly saying no to Jairus Walker. I have my concerns about Cam Whitmore's shot, although I, I think he's the best shooter of those three for sure. Um, if they can't shoot, I don't want them right now. Like we've got enough, we got enough guards who can't shoot, and enough players who don't space the floor effectively enough. Um, but to that point, then Orlando has everything in front of it. And again, I always go back to this one thing: no matter the game theory, no matter the smoke screens, no matter all the noise in the draft. Ultimately, what you want to do is you want to get the player that you want. And, you know, again, I'm not opposed to this. I don't think it's a reach if it's your guy. If Grady Dick is their guy, and they don't think he's going to be there at 11, and they can't trade down to get him at 8 or 9, take him at 6. Who cares? At the end of the day, you need the player that's going to help you the most. And if that's Grady Dick at 6, that's Grady Dick at 6. If that's waiting for Hawkins at 11, that's waiting for Hawkins at 11. If that's Hendricks at 6, that's Hendricks at 6. If it's Jairus Walker, take Jairus Walker. I don't think it's that. But the, at the end of the day, the Magic got to make sure they get their guy. And what we're talking about then is maximizing maximizing the opportunity, maximizing the asset. But who's to say what's really out there? Because we don't really know at this point. And I think it's still fairly early in the draft process to know for sure. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference Finals and the similarities to the 2010 Conference Finals. It's not just about the series score. There's a few other things I want to note about the Boston Celtics coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at Bird Dogs. It is hot already. It is summertime in Florida, and that means it's short season, and that means you need to feel comfortable. You need... Uh, 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 you need pants pants or shorts that are versatile that can kind of let you breathe a little bit, soak up some moisture perhaps, and, and just do everything you need them to do. And that's really what bird dogs are. I have a couple of, I, I've bought a couple of their long, long pants. I've got a couple of their shorts. Everything I bought from them is super comfortable. So works certainly well for the summer heat. Uh, and just makes me feel confident and, and, and awesome. I, I really love, I really do love this product. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. They have all kinds of styles. They got pants. They got slacks. They got short. They got shorts. Their kind, of, their kind of gimmick is they got the pants with the liner, so you don't need underwear with them. They got everything. They could, they could really fit you no matter what you're looking to do this summer. They look nice. They can be worn at the beach. They're really versatile. They can do everything. So again, go to birddogs.com slash LockedNBA. When you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom BirdDogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, obviously, we, we try to close these shows with, with an analysis of the NBA playoffs as, as they're going on, and, and, and Boston stays alive for another day. They win Game 5, send the series back to Miami at 3-2, and obviously now the pressure on Miami to close out the series at home or else face a Game 7 and the possibility of being the first team to give up a 3-0 series lead in an NBA playoff series. It's certainly a, an intriguing time and, and an intriguing moment. Uh, I am... Very, very struck, though, with how history repeats itself. And very, very struck with, with the echoes that I'm seeing to something from Magic history. Yes, the Orlando Magic were in the Eastern Conference Finals in, 20, in 2010, facing the Boston Celtics. They had home court advantage. They lost both games at home, got blown out in Game 3, and then saved their season with an overtime win in Game 4. Thank you to Jameer Nelson. And knocked out Glenn Davis and Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins got two techs in the first half. Glenn Davis literally got knocked out. And dominated in the final game at the Orlando Arena uh, for a Game 5 win to send it back to Boston, where Boston did ultimately prevail with a blowout win in Game 6. The match just kind of ran out of gas. Um, I think it's, A, there's, there's there's one thing that first has to be noted. Both the Magic and the Celtics, the 2010 Magic, the 2023 Celtics, are prideful teams. They're talented teams. They're very, very good teams. And there is no reason to think that they would just lay down and die. That they wouldn't fight back, that they wouldn't give themselves a chance in the series. If Miami gave them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And and that's what Orlando did. Jimmy Nelson saving the season on overtime in Game 4. That's what Boston has done these last two nights. They are talented and they are good. And when they're focused, when they're focused and able to execute... Both those teams are capable of winning. Where the similarity is, and it's not just the, how the games are structured. It's it's literally both the upstart Miami Heat, who weren't supposed to be there. The Boston Celtics weren't supposed to be there. They, they upset the, Cavali- the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James in, in the second round. Um, giving up home court advantage in heartbreaking fashion in, two game, in the first two games. Getting blown out in Game 3. It's not just that the series kind of follows the same path. It's literally that the two teams... Yes, they were flawed, but the two teams kind of coasted. I don't want to say Boston coasted, but the two teams met a team that tested them in the biggest ways. That Boston Celtics team, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo, Kendrick Perkins, that Boston Celtics team punched the magic in the mouth. And look, Orlando was willing to play a defensive battle. Dwight Howard was that good defensively. But at the end of the day, Orlando needed a shot. They needed a basket, and Vince Carter missed key free throws in both games one and two, and frankly was never the same. And you could tell he was rattled by the physicality of that series and how Boston really took it to Orlando. Orlando was caught back on their back foot. Yeah, they coasted through the first two rounds. They won all eight games. They looked like the most dominant team in the league 
just like Boston did after they beat the Sixers the way that they did um, this year. They look like the most dominant team in the league, but they had a weakness, and it was a mental weakness, if anything. That Magic team was was very happy-go-lucky. They kind of did their own thing. They did the Magic show. We all loved them. They, they loved playing. They loved the game. And Boston, like, sucked the joy out of them. By game three, by game two, they'd stop doing the magic show, stop being who they were. And Boston had clearly gotten to them. I think Miami did a lot of the same things. Miami really kind of sucked their hand in their in Boston's chest and ripped their heart out in game one. And game two didn't help matters. And Miami was more physical. They didn't quit. They didn't stop. And Boston got staggered a little bit. And you could tell they, they, as good as they've been, as good as they are, they don't quite know what to do. I, I've often told people who've asked me about the series, is like, look, this series is about Boston. No offense to Miami. Miami's played really, really well. Miami's playing the way they've played all year. You give Miami an inch, they will take it and more. Because their game plan is muck the game up, make you make a mistake, We'll take advantage of that mistake, and late in the games, Jimmy Butler's going to beat you because that's what Jimmy Butler does. The Celtics, so Miami's done what they've done all year. The problem is the Celtics keep getting in their own way, and that Magic team did too. You know, they they couldn't find the rhythm to beat that Celtics team, even though they had the better offense. Um, Boston had the best. You know, Dwight Howard still got his, but Boston had a really good game plan on the Magic shooters, even though Rashard Lewis was really good against Kevin Garnett for most of the time those two those two face each other uh in in, in that in that run this this year's Boston team turns the ball over at the wrong times they settle for three-point shots they isolate a lot they kind of give up the ship and that's the kind of stuff Miami pounces on regularly and that's what's going on in this series you look at these last two games Boston's been a lot more purposeful. They've been a lot more determined. They've been a lot more focused uh, and, and attentive, attention, attentive to detail. They have taken care of their business to put themselves back in this in the running for this thing and, and to put themselves in a position where they could do what was once impossible. They are good enough. They are talented enough to do it. Just as that Magic team was. I remember sitting there after the Magic won game four and everyone was already talking like, you know, this Magic team's really good. Like, like, let's not pretend they're not good. They could be the one to do it. And then after they won Game 5, all the talk was on Boston potentially choking it. All the talk was on Boston potentially giving up the 3-0 lead and the Magic making the playoffs. Every one of us believed. I remember I went up, you know, I was, I was, friend, I was friends with, I was in college. I was home from college. Um, I graduated from college, actually, uh, in 2010. Went to went to a bunch of those games. I'm friendly with with the fat guy. I remember going up to him after after game five, saying, "I'll see you Sunday for game seven. We all believed they were coming home for game seven, and they were going to do it. And I'm sure Boston believes right now that they're you know I don't think Boston's changed. I think Boston always believed that they could win that series if they got themselves right. Boston definitely believes, and Miami is going to feel that pressure. And if they don't win game six, that's going to be trouble. For game seven. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out. And it's going to be very, very interesting uh, to see if it's going to be very interesting to see game six and, and, and whether Boston is able to continue to make it could continue to put themselves on the precipice of history. It's been done with it where the team down 3-0 forces a game seven, but I don't think in a situation quite like this. 
But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow, follow me there on Twitter at phil. Uh, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for listening to Lockdown Magic this week. We did a lot of fun draft stuff, a lot of great stuff. On Monday... Monday is going to be Mock Draft Monday for my everyday listeners. I'm going to talk about my Mock Draft. I'm publishing that on Friday, or I hope to publish it on Friday. Um, we'll talk about what I have Magic doing, uh, where I think the trouble spots are in the draft, the kind of big decision points that could affect what the Magic do. We'll get to all that on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic, so you do not want to miss it. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.